as the snow falls in Scotland, Scotland's constitutional battle over future referendum heats up. This is the Scottish News Bubble. Today, on Scotland's premier current affairs analysis programme, Scotland Tonight on STV, there was another debate surrounding the potential for the UK government blocking a new bid by the SNP if they, if they win, as is widely expected, the election in May, a plan for a new referendum on independence called INDREF2. This debate, which will become a weekly event on media outlets, mostly TV and radio, will become very tiresome as it will simply become an excuse for SNP and Conservative MSPs and MPs to trot out the party line and really please their own supporters rather than doing anything that appeals to anything, any middle-of-the-road supporters of either cause. This is the sad outcome of a renewed emphasis on constitutional politics rather than issue-based politics, which is far more interesting to watch media discussions and MSPs and MPs being pressed by good interviewers like John Mackay on Scotland Tonight. Far more interesting to me, although understandably not by the mainstream media who have to cover the constitutional question due to pressure from party activists and the Conservative Party and SNP is the continued Labour leadership election in Scotland. It's become real interesting now because both candidates have now got the backing of three, un- three unions, I think it is. Monica Lennon today received the backing of Scotland's biggest union, Unison, which is really important politically in this phase because they represent the majority of healthcare and social care workers. Anna Sarwar, however, received the almost equally important backing of the GMB union, who represent a lot of um, other manual workers and key workers who are also working in this present climate. The Postal Workers Union supported, supports Monica Lennon, as does the Shop Workers Union. Uh, community Union is supporting Anna Sarwar, and I think there's another union, I forget its name, is supporting Sarwar as well. So they both get the equal supports of unions and if you look on their websites they've both received the nominations of a huge amount of branches within the Labour Party of Scotland. This indicates a really quite divided Labour Party. So the idea of a unifying candidate is proving to be quite false really. 
and that the challenge whoever wins, and I think it will be a close race, I would not like to predict who's going to win at this point, will have a struggle to really unite the, the party behind them when the whole point of the contest in the first place was to try to be united to a, a party that was deeply disunited surrendering their last leader, Richard Leonard. Leonard. In other news, there's an interesting podcast on Sky News today about what happened with Uganda's elections. Uganda's leader of 35 years, Mesepe, regained control after the election despite the challenger Bobby Wayne a famous pop star and businessman being very popular amongst the electorate who are the second youngest in the world Um, this election was marred by accusations of intimidation and at least 54 of the challengers supporters were killed this is covered very much detail in a very engaging way by one of Sky News's main presenters and the Africa correspondent on their daily Sky News podcast available everywhere uh, another podcast that's quite interesting is the um, Times podcast last few days which reflects on the presidential election in America which although it was only last Wednesday seems like quite a long time away they continue the optimism surrounding Biden and Kamala Harris and play some of the highlights of their opening speeches to music and it's, it's very engaging and very positive podcast last night on Times Radio there was a engaging discussion with the presenter Phil Williams about what's going to happen with the impeachment of Donald Trump the American correspondents seem to be very clear in saying that Trump will not be convicted by the Senate because the amount of Republican senators who were required to back it and go against their party line would be quite considerable. However, they could come up with other moves to bar Trump from standing again so that their consensus was that it was still a worthwhile exercise. However, all parties are keen for it to be over as quick as possible so as to not distract from the necessary changes that the Biden administration is bringing in. The commentators also commented on how good it was that all the Biden's new appointees and press secretary were dealing with everything in a such a normal way compared to the hyperbole reaction and quite open hostility to criticism and the media that the Trump administration had. 
Hopefully this will continue and America will calm down. And although still welcoming debate, hopefully the level, level of debate will die down considerably. So it's a more healthy democracy that everyone can enjoy being a part of without the threat of intimidation and violence which led to the attempt at insurrection that Trump supporters had just before the election. That's all for now.